if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world World of of food food. chocolate edition. First, recently my niece wanted chocolate chip ice cream for her birthday dinner. Y'all, I could not find it. Really? I looked everywhere. I finally found one brand of chocolate chip ice cream. Well, it turns out it's a thing. According to the New York Times, vanilla chocolate chip has been losing ground of flavors with more stuff like cookies and cream and chocolate chip cookie dough. Also, chocolate chocolate chip has gotten way bigger. Second, the Choco Taco is making a comeback thanks to Taco Bell. Everyone was devastated when the ice cream truck staple was discontinued in 2022. Well, Taco Bell partnered with a Portland company called Salt and Straw to make them for the chain. So good news, you can get them again. And finally, in the world of food, did you give up chocolate for Lent? This will make you glad you did. Cocoa prices have reached a 47-year high. So So you're paying more more for chocolate than ever. (laughs) Save a little money. You gave up all sweets, right? You Mm -hmm. were like, no sugar, no sweets whatsoever. Except for birthday. Uh, my mom's birthday, my husband's what, birthday on St. Patrick's Day. What about uh, sugar-free, the sugar-free uh, chocolate? Like if you had sugar, mm. sugar-free treats, would you have that or would that Probably be not. violating? Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't do that. I, I read something about Lent today and it said when you, you know, people might look at giving up something like that as trivial. Like, oh my gosh, what is that? When, when you're craving that thing or wanting that thing, let it be a small reminder of your need for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I was like, That's whoa, the whole point. Yeah. whoa, because you have no idea how bad I wanted chips last night. We we're watching TV <laughs> and it's a habit. It's totally a habit of me grabbing chips and I wanted them so bad. And then I read that this morning, I'm like every time I'm having that craving, I'm going to think, OK, this is this is just a shadow of the knee. This is like a thimble in the ocean of the need I have for for Jesus. It's a great reminder. Are you hoping and praying your kids get a sports scholarship coming up? Wait till you hear what happened to these guys. Are you hoping and praying your kids get a sports scholarship to pay for college? You are not going to believe this. Two guys from Colorado were just awarded the first ever athletic scholarships to play Division One Cornhole. (laughs) Their names are Jackson and Gavin, and they went to Thunder Ridge High School near Denver, which has a pretty strong cornhole program, apparently. Mm. I never, never could have thought that me playing just a fun side hustle would lead to college or go into a national level and playing. On National Signing Day last week, they signed letters of intent to play D1 Cornhole for Winthrop (laughs) University in South Carolina. I, I was today years old. When I learned you could get a college scholarship for cornhole. Well, I wonder when it became a sanctioned, quote, sport, right? Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of schools that do that. They try to find these kind of outlayer sports. Like a lot of small schools will get a cycling team Mm -hmm. for the point of, hey, we could win a national championship in this because nobody's giving out scholarships. We have, you know, under the rules, they have so many they can give out and it puts you on the map. Yeah. You'd never even heard of that school before, had you? Never. And now all of a sudden, yeah. uh, you know, radio stations and TV stations all across the country are going to be talking about, hey, Winthrop University. By the way, fun fact, I heard uh, like a financial guru kind of guy the other day. He said colleges are begging students to come like, oh, you can breathe and you have blood in your veins. Come to our college. Really? And they're accepting people. And so that you should pit them against each other when it comes to scholarship money. Be like, oh, I don't know. I, I tried got... that. I did that. when Kyle... I know, but now cha- times have changed since Kyle when Kyle was his... back in school. Kyle had a half scholarship to Berkeley College of Music. He had a same offer from the Philadelphia Institute of the Arts. He mm-hmm. really wanted to go to Berkeley. So I said to Philadelphia, the school in Philly, 
uh, hey, he's got the same deal from Berkeley. Can you beat it? And their response was, enjoy your time at Berkeley. <laughs> yeah, but I guess it's that was such an epic story. But I guess it's changed. Now you can say, I don't know. What, what can you do to help me out financially? Maybe it's not in what you say. It's how you say it. Maybe I should have worked it differently. It was just too long ago. My son's kind of a big deal. How long has I been now? Like almost 12 10, years. Yeah, 12, 12 years. years. 10 years, 12 yeah. years, something like that. Coming up, imagine this. You're 36 weeks pregnant. And you have to escape a fire. Can you imagine? You're 36 weeks pregnant. You get woken up in the middle of the night and you have to escape a fire. Mm. That happened to Rachel. She smelled smoke in their home in Grand Rapids. And thankfully, she was watching TV and rushed upstairs to wake up her husband, Travis. And they realized they, they're going to have to escape. So Travis, she, he actually just like threw the dog out the window. Wow. It was the only way to save the dog. Mm. Helped Rachel jump out the window. And then he ran down the stairs and they both had second and three degree burns. Rachel had a skull fracture. Wow. Doctors perform an emergency C-section. The baby's fine. Nine months later, they finally feel like they can talk about the ordeal. Mm. Going through burn therapy and brain therapy and recovering from the trauma. And their motivation to keep going was to be there for their daughter. And Rachel said, we have this beautiful story and testimony, and we know God has a purpose for us now. Travis said the experience strengthened their faith in God. And now they both try to minister to other burn victims. No kidding. The only thing that survived the fire was the picture of the couple with their dog, a Bible, and a t-shirt that Rachel was baptized in. Mm. Wow. What a story. Are you single and looking for love? <laughs> Did I say that dramatically enough? <laughs> like, <"D-> love. <laughs> that was, that um, was something. <laughs> is this attractive to you? Do you find it hot when a guy has a great credit score? <laughs> there's a brand new. You should. <laughs> there's a brand new dating app called Score. That's perfectly designed for people with great credit scores to find each other. Your credit score has to be 675 or higher to even use the app. Talking about money is often super uncomfortable, but the reality is that finances can be an important part of the relationship for a lot of people. And they say one of the number one things couples fight about is money. So uh, so Tracy, when we got married, she had an excellent credit. Excellent credit score. She had, had, had bought a car and had car payments. She had had a credit card and got it only to be responsible to build up her credit. And she did, when we got married, she was like, here, the... This is, credit card is going to help help you build up your credit score. Uh oh. So what I thought that meant was, oh, the more I spend, the more I score. <laughs> should have not quite like that, right. unless you pay it off every well, month, and probably, then they love you and send you more. Probably should have explained to me exactly <laughs> how that. Well, I was like, man, I'm running this score way up. <laughs> Do this one thing with your other half, and it'll boost your mental health. You want to guess what it is? Um, boost your mental health. Um, just have conversations. Hold hands. Aww. Whether you find it romantic or cheesy, holding hands serves a vital purpose for our mental well-being. It's been proven to dampen your brain's threat signals that arise when we feel alone. And by providing assurance through physical touch, hand-holding regulates our response to stressful situations. They also say that physical touch releases, you know, those feel-good chemicals like oxytocin and serotonin in our brains. Hmm. Our hands are filled with sensitive nerves that connect to the part of our brains that control mood, immune response, digestion, and heart rate. Huh. And this makes me think of my, my sweet niece, Ava. She loves 
when her mom or dad um, hold hands with her, stroke her hand. She just loves it. Huh. And it makes sense. Why? It's like releasing all these feel-good hormones. Yeah. So one thing my kids love to do, I think probably top three things to do as a family is look at old pictures of me and my wife, Tracy, when we were younger. And Taylor, I've told you guys a million times back in the day, I had a perm. Right. I, I could not find a picture of me. I found a picture. <gasps> no way. <laughs> I cannot wait to see this. Right. 80s Kevin with an 80s perm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I cannot wait. Taylor Scott, I am going to make you so happy because you have you've teased me for years about how way back in the last century it was 1980 something, and uh, everybody was getting a perm. Every, everybody, guys, girls, everybody was getting a perm. As a matter of fact, I've seen pictures of you. I think with a perm, you had a perm back in the day, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so but you've you've you have laughed. But I did not know any guys with a perm. You have laughed. No one at my high school. You have laughed just imagining it. I oh, just yeah. told you and you have left. Yeah. Like, you gotta find a picture. You gotta find a picture. <laughs> Stumbled on a picture last night. I just posted it on the Kevin and Taylor Facebook page. Go okay. ahead, give it a look. We want to get your real, real quick. Get I click over there to give my brain time to prepare. Is this when you were also doing like the sun in and you're trying to make your hair blonde? No, but it is at the beach. It's uh, on, okay. on a balcony at a uh, uh, on vacation at the beach. I can get our computer to load. <laughs> He's like, don't look at it, don't look at it, don't look at right. it. So I didn't. And now, now... we're going to have to call IT <laughs> just to get it to come up. <laughs> it's a mullet perm. <laughs> that doesn't even look like you. That is hilarious. For everyone listening, it's kind of almost like a... A bowl cut mullet, if you can imagine, like he's got all this evenly, you know, length bangs and then it goes behind his ears and then there's a party in the back. I do <laughs> it's not really think curly. bowl cut is no, in the front, in even the front. close to an accurate assessment. Oh my but. goodness, that does not look like you in the face at all either. Huh. That's wild. First comment, why is this embarrassing? You look good and the perm suits you. <laughs> Thank you, Jessica, whoever you are. Jessica's got a <laughs> Jessica crush. Knight. Thank you, Jess. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my defense. <laughs> oh, this is, I've been waiting for this for how many years? This Quite is a few. epic. And, and why here's, does it not look okay. like you at here's all? The, uh, here's the crazy part. That's the guy Tracy fell for, my wife. <laughs> she looked at she that. She met you when you had a perm? Yeah, well, well, no, she knew me before, during, and after. Okay. But, but that with that perm, she still thought, that's the guy for me. He's the one. <laughs> Despite his questionable hairstyle decisions, he's the one. I do the same with my husband. Like, I can't believe he fell for me when I had that perm. It was bad. <laughs> You ever uh, get up early, catch a plane, you're flying, traveling just to see your mom or your dad? Like, that's the end game. That's what this is all about. Let's talk about that next. So you know what it feels like when you get up early, maybe even work first, then you race to the airport and you get on an airplane and you get there and it's all about seeing your parents. And for me this time, it was my mom. And I feel like the first couple of things you do with that parent when you get to their town to visit them says a lot about them. And for me, it was, uh, I called my mom. I'm like, I'm here. I'm out by the curb. And she comes around with her car. And first thing she said, honey, will you drive? Sure, mom. So I hopped behind the wheel and we went and filled her 
car with gas at Costco. <laughs> and then we went into Costco all and we right. got all the stuff that she needed for hosting because my sister and my niece were coming down too. And then I went to the grocery store and got all the stuff I needed to make her birthday cake while she waited in the car. Mm. And then as soon as we got home and got everything put away, the first thing she wanted to do was give me a tour of her garden. And I have the greatest picture of my mom holding tomatoes and bell peppers that she had just picked. Oh, wow. And uh, she's just so excited about that. Like that is her bliss now that she doesn't isn't full time caregiver to my dad, who's now in heaven, she like first I couldn't find her one morning. She's already out in her yard. That's what she does. She opens a garage, goes out in the yard, starts tending to her plants and her, her whether it's stuff she's growing. I mean, only my mom could turn Jupiter, Florida's beach sand into soil mm-hmm. through years and years and years of composting. And uh, yeah, it was just, it, we had a great visit, but that was, it was just funny how it started. Mm-hmm. And for everybody around the country hearing someone's growing tomatoes in February. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Weird. It's tomatoes. And she, we had sweet potatoes from a garden. Like it was so cool. I think my mom really felt loved this past weekend. It was a, a belated birthday weekend. And because it all started like I'm coming down then my sister and my niece were coming down because they've got like winter break. Mm-hmm. And then my uh, sister who lives just a mile from my mom in Jupiter, Florida, texted all three of her daughters and all of them could make it home. Oh, wow. For that Full weekend. House. Yeah, it was like it was bedlam. My sister threw the nicest birthday dinner. She made like two different lasagnas. This is a sign of the times when it was a traditional lasagna. One was dairy-free and gluten-free, her daughters. And then I made two, not one, but two birthday cakes for my mom. I made her famous carrot cake with cream cheese frosting. And then I took a risk and made a brand new recipe I've never made before. It was a chocolate amaretto cake in a bunt. I always have to say it like that because of my big fat Greek wedding. Mm -hmm. My sister drove the bunt pan all the way down so we'd have it. And uh, it had like a chocolate glaze on top Ooh. and I had to walk in. I, I'm so lost in a liquor store. I was like, hi, um, I need some amaretto cause I'm baking a cake. Like where would that be? And he's I like, I don't think I should be in here, but where's the amaretto? He's like, he's trying to tell me, he's like, it's right behind you. And I'm like, where? Wait, I know my eyes will find it in a minute. And I'm like, I can't find it. And he's like, is this for sipping? I said, no, it's in a cake. He goes, And so I went way down to the bottom of the shelf and there was the cheaper amaretto down there. But um, he said, is this for sipping? You should have said, well, I am visiting my whole family. So you would think, yes, (laughs) you would think, (laughs) but no, we had so much fun visiting my family. It's for gulping, (laughs) (laughs) not sipping, says the guy who's just celebrating his 27 years soberversary. It's still a joke, though, right? We do still have a sense of humor, really right? Funny. I know. That's what made it funnier. That's why I was pointing for anyone who didn't know. Hey, does your other half really rise to the occasion when you're <coughs> really sick, taking your temperature, checking on you, running to the store, getting you some saltine crackers? Well, sorry, honey. Two in five Americans say their mom takes better care of them than their significant other <laughs> when they're sick. Because your significant other go, I'm not your mom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when people are sick, women are more likely to want to be left alone than mm. men. 
And close to 60% of men say they still wish their moms could take care of them when they're sick. No 60% of guys going, I want my mommy. That's pretty, that's wild. That's got to make Some, moms feel something great. Something about moms and sons. I mean, Tracy, when Kyle's been sick, like when he was home during COVID and he got sick, we put him in the basement and she would make, she would make him lunch and put it on a tray and take the tray and put it on the landing on the way downstairs where he was isolating. And she'd have all this stuff on it and like a little note. And Aww. It's a grown man. <laughs> <laughs> I want Tracy to take care of me next time I'm sick. <laughs> you see your kid on their phone all the time. But coming up, just how important are smartphones to your teens? It's rare to see your child without their phone in their hand. So just how important are smartphones to teens? More than 75% of teens check their phone every hour and half say they feel like they're addicted to their devices. What do you mean every hour? (laughs) Every every 30 seconds. I thought that sounded like not very much. What what kid is this? (laughs) Some say we all need a new approach to our phones, no matter our age, whether we're a teenager or not. Almost kind of like just because you love chips Mm -hmm. or cookies or cake doesn't mean that's all you eat. Mm -hmm. You, You limit it. You have it as a treat. So what practical steps can you take to reduce your dependence on your phone? A turn off all notifications, remove or limit apps that you find harmful, unfollow accounts that you know aren't healthy for you, set your phone to grayscale because that'll reduce the appeal. It's like designed to be addictive and set aside chunks of time to be away from your phone. Hmm. So funny, you were just talking about how much uh, time people are spending on their phones, especially uh, teens and teenagers. Well, Gen Zers may be breaking that hours and hours and hours being spent on their phone. And you're not going to believe what they're asking for instead of iPhones. This is going to blow your mind. We'll talk about it next. Get ready to have your mind blown because we, we hear endless reports of how, how addicted to iPhones uh, our kids are, right? Well, Gen Zers or some of them are breaking that mold. And they are fascinated and just entranced by analog technology. They're calling it a love of early 2000s nostalgia. And they're asking for, are you ready? Landlines. They want to have a phone in their room, a landline in their room. And there's this one one girl, Nicole, she said she when she was like two or three years old, there was a Mary, Mary Kate and Ashley, the Olsen twins. They uh-huh. had their own little purple phone out. And she grew up dreaming one day when I have my own place, I'm going to have a Mary Kate and Ashley phone. I'm going to have it in my room. And she's got it now. (laughs) So Gen Z may single handedly save landlines. Apparently. Yeah. Here's the crazy thing. It's like in 2022, less than a quarter of houses actually even have a landline anymore. They just don't. People just don't have it. I would imagine most of the houses are probably people who are like 65 and older that still have a landline. Nobody, nobody has one anymore. Yeah, like we got rid of my mom's landline when she got scammed. Look at her. Yeah, even even your mom doesn't have a landline nope, anymore. No more landline. But nope, Gen Zers are they're just fascinated by anything analog, and that's what they want. Maybe that's part of the resurgence of vinyl too, like records mm-hmm. uh, is being driven by Gen Zers. Saying, I just heard even cassettes are coming back. Okay, Thanks to Taylor Swift. There's no need for cassettes to come back. Terrible sound quality. <laughs> Inconvenient. Yeah, The joy of fast forwarding and rewinding. No. 
<laughs> no, 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 no one needs that. But who knows? Maybe with nostalgia, maybe they, they do want it back. But could you imagine if your kid walked in after you've spent thousands on their phone, on the family plan, on the iPad, on all this stuff to make them technologically savvy, to make them connected with everything? And then they go, what I really would like mom and dad is a landline. <laughs> I want my own princess phone. (laughs) Wow. Don't be surprised. Could be coming. When you hear about things like this, Gen Zers are driving this early 2000s nostalgia rage, including uh, analog tech and wanting landlines. This one girl dreams of having a princess phone. I think of my my wife. She had a Mickey Mouse phone in her in her bedroom. That was like the that was that was. The Holy Grail when we were kids. If you had a phone in your room, that was a big deal. (laughs) But a Mickey Mouse phone on top of it. And I wonder where that phone is now and how much could we get for it on eBay? Yeah. (laughs) Probably a lot. My sister Sarah was on the phone so much, she ended up having to set the microwave timer. She was only allowed a certain amount and then it was done for the night. I had to put the phone away. But it's interesting you're talking about Gen Z's. Wanting landlines and low tech. Mm-hmm, Ironically, mm-hmm. a headline just broke about an hour ago about how high tech is causing Gen Z professionals so much stress because the lines are so blurred between work and home. Mm. Like you never shut down. Yeah. And there's a phrase I was today years old where I heard and they're calling it um, act your wage. So in other words, like instead of your age, my generation was like, oh, I got to earn my paycheck and I got to show that I'm valuable to this company. And I, I, you know, I contribute. Mm -hmm. And now there's more of a movement of, you know what? Act your wage. Like (laughs) the same word. If you're not getting paid to act like that exact or to stress out about that or that, just act your wage. Answering emails on vacation is above my pay grade. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm going to act my wage. It's fascinating. (laughs) That is. Well, I mean, Trace and I were we were just on vacation for three or four days and I checked work email every day and there was stuff going on every day. And I was like. Oh, man. And Tracy literally is like, can you please not check work email for a day, please? So maybe there's some wisdom there from the Gen Zers act your wage. Did you have any big baby surprises in your family? Maybe a late in life pregnancy? You can imagine having quintuplets. That's five babies at once. Shock of a lifetime, right? Wow. That happened to Haley and her husband, Sean, in Mississippi. There are four daughters who are identical and one son just turned one year old. Well, guess what? Haley and Sean got the shock of a lifetime when they discovered they were pregnant again. How many this time? She has a PCOS and never dreamed it could happen. Well, you ask a good question, Kev, because they breathed the biggest sigh of relief in their lives when they realized only one heartbeat. <laughs> their baby girl is going to be 17 months younger than their five older siblings. I wonder what kind of weird uh, sibling dynamic is going to play out with that. You've got four identicals, one Lone Ranger in the first group, right? The boy. And now mm-hmm. you've got this girl who's just like off on an island Gets by herself. Gets to have her own identity. Right, right. What if I everyone mean, would be so jealous of her? How weird is that whole thing? Well, you didn't have to be a quint. You know what? Somebody get Dr. Kevin Lehman and the birth the guy that wrote the birth order book. Yeah. Get, get him on the phone. He'd study that family for years. <laughs> right. Coming up, ever feel like you've been given a second chance in life? Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good news. Ever feel like you've been given a second chance at life? Teal is her name. She lives on a ranch in Florida, and one day... 
She walked outside and saw her son was getting whammed by their own bull. The next thing she did, only a mother could do. She put herself in harm's way to save her son. And they were running in circles, her and the bull. And she accidentally got gored by her own bull. When the bull injured her, she lay on the ground and told the Lord, I can't hold out any longer. This is it. Well, right then, her son-in-law raced over in a tractor and pushed the bull away from her. Saved her life. She's at the hospital. She's getting treated for injuries. And get this, they discovered lung cancer. Doctors removed the, the tumor. Cancer hasn't spread. And she's good to go. I'm alive. And I'm going to stay alive. I just feel like I got a, another chance. Another chance mm. at life. Go wow. Teal. And she's... I, I'm just thinking I'll never hang around a bull if I can help it. <laughs> I, I wonder if she's scared to death to go back on her ranch. That story's no bull. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody wants to have a great relationship, right? So I came across some people, just average Joes like you and me, uh, giving relationship advice. What's their one thing that they would share? Some of these are good. Some of these are like, really? Share with you in just a minute. <laughs> so I want to have a great relationship with my wife. We've been married 35 years, still working at it. She has to work at it harder than I do. It's easier to be married to her than, than it is to me. But so anytime there's marriage advice, I'm always I'm always interested in giving it a lesson. Like they asked average Joes, just average people like you and me. What what do you think is uh, the key or some of the keys to having a great relationship? So like Nancy's 52 years old, she said, always kiss goodbye. Never go to bed angry. Never leave your house angry. Always kiss goodbye. You never know when your last day is. So always tell them you love them and kiss them. That's a good one, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, Josh, 36 years old. Expensive furniture is worth it. (laughs) Now you would think like, okay, because it's a long-term investment. You want your house to be nice. Of all the things you could spend money on, that's not frivolous and it's something you're going to enjoy together for years and years and years. That's not why he said it. He said, invest in a good couch because you may have to sleep on it some nights. <laughs> Ouch. That's funny. Like I said, this is a mixed bag, y'all. Yeah. Some of it's good. Some of it's like, mm, okay. Uh, Brandon, 29 years old. No one is perfect. He said, uh, remember uh, that your significant other is human, just like you. No human being has ever been perfect. You need to give each other forgiveness. That's a lot of wisdom for a 29-year-old. Way to go, Brandon. Okay. Here's, uh, here's the last one. Eric, 41 years old. Get matching tattoos. Because <laughs> then you can't break up. I guess. <laughs> they can always do a cover-up, but I guess That's he's funny. in Eric's mind. Yeah. The ring, the vows before the Lord Almighty. No, nope, That wasn't enough. That's not sealing the deal for Eric. Gotta have a matching tattoo. Matching tattoos tattoo says we're in it forever, honey. Okay. <laughs> Glenn and I are madly in love and there's no tattoos. Tracy so. and I and Tracy and I have matching tattoos, so that's mm-hmm. her only one. Her only one. And it's new. You and just got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's some marriage advice, some of it relationship advice. Some of it's good. Some of it's like, uh, okay. <laughs> what did you guys think of that, uh, the relationship advice they gave? The guy buy expensive furniture. I was with him until he got to the point where he said, because you might have to sleep on it. Yeah. Um, which which may, in fact, be true, but that's not a good relationship no, reason. No, you're not supposed to get about angry, to right? Buy, uh, to buy great furniture. I have never slept on the couch. I, I never I, have. Wait, that, that is not true. Uh, when I had COVID, couch in the basement. That's where, where yeah. I slept. But other isolating. Than, other than that, like like I was coughing like crazy and didn't want to keep Tracy up. Mm-hmm. I've never done it because I was angry. Being totally honest, Tracy has Tracy has slept on the couch because <gasps> she was angry at me. Would she mind you telling us that right now? Oh, probably. 
Ooh, not good. I just Googled a secret to a long lasting marriage. And it was so funny. They just interviewed this week, this couple that's been married for 63 years and they're in the UK mm-hmm. and they're holding, a, they're sitting on a couch and they're holding a picture of their wedding photo and they're like, just a good gin and tonic. <laughs> okay. It's so funny to hear people's answers <laughs> when they're asked that they're 100 and 100 years old. <laughs> Alwyn and Arthur. That's funny. That's a long marriage. I know, by the way, when I said that Tracy has done that, I know you guys are shocked, shocked that I could do something that would be so irritating. (laughs) That she wouldn't want to sleep in the same room as you. No, that would never happen. Well, I tease all the time. I'm like, so I I think when when we're in heaven, all, you know, all souls are equal in the eyes of the Lord. But I think he probably has a maybe a special pampering session for wives like Trace. (laughs) (laughs) Never know. Oh, you were married to him. Right this way. No, no, no. He's here. Don't worry about him. He's fine. (laughs) But we have a special section that's all about you. That's funny. (laughs) And, And I have no argument with that. She totally deserves it. That woman's a saint. 